Hey friends, and welcome to the Be Positive Podcast, where we talk all things chronic illness and health issues, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because this is a place I want everyone to feel seen, encouraged, and empowered. So let's get to it. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you guys decided to listen today because we're going to be talking all about mental health and finding peace and joy in the midst of struggle. But first, we're going to do a little Q&A. I asked you guys on my Be Positive Instagram to ask me some questions so I could answer it on here. So today's question is going to be from at Lindsay P. Um, I've actually had the opportunity to get to talk with her some through Instagram, and she is so sweet, so I'm so excited that I will be able to answer one of her questions. So she asked, what is your favorite self-care activities? Love this question. So for me, I love to do my nails. So I feel like anytime like I have extra spoons and like I know like I can quote unquote waste some, I love to do my nails. I also love to do hair mask and I love to sit outside in the sun if it's not too hot. Like those are my go-to, I'd say like my go-to three favorite self-care activities. And then also I love it when my room is like picked up and like my desk is like cleaned and wiped down and like stuff's dusted. So if I get a chance, like I love to do that. Like it makes me feel so much better. So that is the Q&A for today. And we'll just jump right in to the topic. So mental health is something that chronic illness definitely, I feel like for me personally, it definitely affected. And I feel like for so many people, it really does affect your mental health because especially in a society where everyone is constantly on the go and and, and constantly going is so praised and and looked at as like, oh, you're successful if like you like never sleep and you're like constantly on the grind. And like, yes, that's like amazing. And, and if you can do that, that's great. But um, if you have health issues, that can definitely be hard. And then it's you know, that can affect your mental health too when it's like you want to be doing all those stuff and all your friends or like your family is doing that stuff, but you can't. So I feel like that was definitely hard for me at first was having to switch my mindset and realizing like my circumstances were different. And for a long time, I thought my health issues were my fault so it was constantly like fighting myself in my mind, like this, the reason like I'm not feeling better, like it's because of me, like if I just ate cleaner, if I just worked out more, if I had more positivity, if I had more determination, like I would feel better. So it was constantly thinking like my health issues were my fault. And the reason my friends or like my siblings or cousins or whatever had better health was because they were just stronger than I was or they had more determination than I did. And so I always, and so that can definitely mess with your mind when you're constantly thinking like, this is my fault. And you can't control what your body does. You know, hindsight 2020, even if I I had so much determination, I had so much positivity and willpower and still do. But when it comes to something like a chronic illness, it doesn't care if you're determined. It doesn't care if you have joy or positivity. I mean, that is, it just, it, it, having joy and positivity and determination, it definitely is huge and it definitely is helpful. 
but it's not like having all that was going to make me better. Like it couldn't and it didn't. So then it was just such like a mental struggle when I was like, well, what's wrong with me that I can't live my life like my brothers did or like my friends did. And so for, and then I was thinking, you know, I grew up as a Christian, you know, I grew up in the church. My parents both love God, um, which I appreciate having that experience. And they, they never, they always told us the love of God and the goodness of God, but they never like forced it down our throats. Like I know some families do, which I appreciate my parents didn't do that. And they're always there if we had any questions. But then when I got sick, it was that whole thing of maybe it's, is my fault that I'm sick because I'm not a good enough Christian. Um, you know, it was, it was, maybe it was my fault because I didn't pray hard enough because, you know, I didn't do drugs and stuff. So I was like, surely like I have favor in God's eyes, but that's not necessarily how it works. But, you know, as a young teenager, I was like, well, I don't do drugs. Like I, I respect my parents, you know, the best I could. We still argued, but like, you know, I tried my best to listen to my parents and respect them. So like, why, why is this happening to me? And then it was like, you know, there's that Bible verse, like, if you have faith as big as a mustard seed. And so I was thinking, you know, I don't know if I have it as big as an apple or a grapefruit, but I'm sure I have it as at least as big as a mustard seed. So like, why the crap can't I pray and get better? Like, what's so wrong with me that God's just looking down at heaven and like, yeah, you're just gonna have to struggle because you don't, you're, you don't have enough faith. And that's not how it works. Like God's not some condemning God in heaven. He's a good, gracious God. And I was looking at it from what can he do for me? And, you know, I feel like, especially for me, I really, you know, everyone's story is different. If, and if you don't believe in God or whatever, this is still a safe place for everyone. And I want everyone to feel accepted and and learn and grow, whatever your views are. But for me personally, um, when I really started struggling with my health and it really started going downhill, I wanted to know, like, my parents talk about this God and I see how God's moved in their life and how he's blessed them and how, you know, prayers have been answered that my parents pray or even, you know, how they still have joy when certain prayers aren't answered. So I was like, well, what do I believe for myself? So that's when I really went on like this whole process and and journey of like, what do I actually believe? And so like the more I read the Bible for myself and the more like I prayed and, and got to know God, that's when I realized he's not some genie that's in heaven. I, he's not going to grant all my wishes just because I pray. And that was like a hard piece of humble pie to swallow when you realize that, and, and my parents were always very good. They never told us like, well, like every prayer is going to be answered or whatever, but just growing up in the church and so young, like I had these ideas in my head because I never truly like seeked God out for myself. And so once I started doing that for myself, I realized that he wasn't some, you know, God up in heaven, looking down on us, watching us suffer and being pleased by it. He truly wants the best for me. But because we live in a sinful world that fell when Adam and Eve decided to make the choices they made because of free will, um, that separated us from God and from perfection. 
And so we're going to live in a simple world and we're going to have trials and tribulations and we're going to have all these things that suck, but that, and, and that can definitely mess with your mental health. Um, and just your overall, you know, thinking when, when for so long you have this mindset of one way and then you have to switch it to the other. But I feel like for me, once I started, you know, for me personally, once I started reading the Bible for myself, um, I read this story. This when my health started going downhill, I had to stop going to Bible study because my health was so bad. And I like really had to stop hanging out with friends. I could just, I couldn't do anything. And I read the story. If you don't want to read the Bible or maybe you haven't heard the story yet, it's the story of Paul and Silas in the book of Acts. And that really encouraged me. So basically, Paul and Silas were just these two Christian dudes who were just doing the best to like go around and like share the gospel with, um, with where they were at. And some people disagreed with that and they didn't like it. So Paul and Silas ended up getting beaten and thrown into jail, which like, I don't know about you, but if I was beaten and thrown into jail, just cause like, I was trying to tell somebody about Jesus, like I'd be pretty upset. Like I'd be going to God and be like, bro, like I thought you had my back, man. You know what I'm saying? So like, I would be, if I was in their position, I don't know if I would have handled it as well as they did, but reading that Bible verse, and then it talks about how when Paul and Cyrus were thrown into jail, they didn't grumble, they weren't mad, but they began to pray and worship God in the jail cell. And because of that, they ended up getting to share the gospel with the guard, and he ended up becoming to to know Jesus, and his family became was able to know Jesus and so because of Paul and Silas had to suffer um but had a good heart and continued to worship God even despite their uncomfortable circumstances generations were changed because of their love for God and so like sitting like in my house and and you sometimes it it would feel like my body was a prison and I'd think well if Paul and Silas, Silas can worship in a prison chained up after being beaten, then I can worship when my symptoms are keeping me chained to this house and when my symptoms feel overwhelming, like I can worship God. So it was one of those things that for me personally was what helped me to, and it wasn't easy and it wasn't an overnight process and it's things um, I still have to work through, but it was definitely that mind switching of, okay, I can find joy even in unjoyful situations, I can find peace, even when it seems like my world is in complete chaos. And so I just would continue to worship even in the midst of what felt like my prison, you know, in the midst of, of a body that felt like a prison. And so, and then I was, and then I would constantly, you know, this is from a perspective as a Christian, um, sometimes we, for me personally, anyways, I would feel guilty for asking God, like, why, like, why is this happening? Um, why, why are you letting this happen? If you, if you truly do love me. And so it was in that, and then I'd feel guilty for asking why, because I'd realize he's such a good God and his ways are, are higher than mine. So, you know, why am I questioning him? But I feel like, especially reading in Psalms, the story of David, David was a very mighty man. He was the one that you, maybe if you don't know about the Bible, you still might've heard the story. He was the 
little boy who killed a giant with a slingshot and a rock. So he was very much, he had courage and he knew God and he knew the power of God. But later on in his story, and it talks about it in Psalms when he's writing it, where he's like, why have you forsaken me, God? Like, why have you left me? Why, why are you letting these things happen? But then he would still go on further in the chapter in different parts of the Psalms where he'd be like, I trust you, God. I know your ways are higher and I still love you and you are my refuge no matter what. And so hearing stuff like that, where a strong man of God was, he still acknowledged God and his goodness. He still worshiped God and he still knew that God's ways were higher, but he still also was like, okay, God, like, I don't understand. Like, why are you letting this happen? And so I feel like God doesn't, um, and if you're a Christian and you've been struggling with this, God doesn't get mad at your why questions. Like he doesn't get mad when you ask him, like, why is this happening? It's the, and you know, even for me, like I had to be like, God, I don't understand. Like I had so many hopes and dreams that I thought you wanted for me. And I, you know, I wanted for myself, but why are you letting sickness take my body? Why did you let me get diagnosed with a chronic, with multiple chronic illnesses that don't have any cures? And I realized that you sometimes have to ask why and grieve in order to grow. And that's totally okay. And so like, but even still, as I asked this why question and as, as I grieved my old life, I still acknowledged that God was good and his ways were higher. And um, then realizing that there's beauty even where you're at. Um, I just think if I didn't have the health issues that I had, like I wouldn't be talking with you right now. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. I wouldn't have my Be Positive Instagram page. I wouldn't get to talk with some of you guys that are so sweet and so amazing. And we wouldn't be able to encourage each other. So while it sucks to have health issues and it doesn't make sense, you know, sometimes why we have to suffer and go through some things, just realizing that there's still beauty and there's still good, even in the crap, is such a beautiful thing. And I just feel like that's something that sometimes gets overlooked. And it definitely can. I mean, it's so. It could be hard on your mental health trying to accept such a new reality and trying to figure out where to go next. But I feel like, and, and I've, I've talked about on my Bots of Instagram and on other, on, and on my other episode of this podcast, I have talked about how things can coexist. And I think because God didn't make us so unique with just one emotion or just two emotions, you, we have all the beautiful emotions if they are dealt with in the right way. And so I feel like having struggle can coexist with peace and joy. Like most of my days, I feel like they all three can coexist because there's that struggle of constantly having to protect your mental health. There's the struggle of not being able to do all the things that you want to do. But then there's the joy for me personally, as a Christian, there's the joy of knowing that God can take any of the crap I'm going through that the devil meant for evil and he can turn it for good. And that's not always easy. That's not something like when I'm going through a, a th flare or I'm having to lay in bed and rest all day, 
it's not something that, you know, is always easily comes to the, the front of my mind where I'm like, well, this is great. All this works together for good, which is true, but it doesn't always come that easily. So it's something that is definitely a process and definitely has to be worked on. And when I'm feeling a scary flare, peace isn't always the first thing that comes to my mind. But as quickly as the fear and the worry comes in, there's peace right beside it that's helping me. And that's totally okay. It's okay to have all the emotions. And it's okay to talk with God and let him know like that you don't understand it and it's frustrating. But then you can also put on some worship music and really just be like, even though I don't feel this right now, I'm going to worship like I do. And I felt like that was such a huge thing for me. I didn't feel it. And it was frustrating having to stop the Bible study and all the stuff I wanted to do. But then it was like, this is where I'm at. God's still in control. And good things can still come from it, even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment. And so when I finally was like, started giving up my expectations for my life and all the things I thought would happen, that was when I felt like I could truly grow as a human and really thrive in a situation that could have easily um, sunk me and hurt my mental health. And there are still days where, because I'm not going to act like, well, if you just choose joy, like you're going to feel it all the time. I'm not going to act like that. Like I'm not going to put, I'm not going to say that because that's toxic positivity. There are going to be days where you don't feel positive and that's okay. There's going to be hours where you don't feel positive and that's okay. But it's still one of those things. It's a constant effort of putting that, thinking on things that are true, thinking on things that are pure and that, you know, are good and and constantly putting your mind back towards that, even when things are so scary and so overwhelming. And there's a point where you have to acknowledge the scary and the overwhelming, but then there's also a point where the scary and overwhelming are there and they're very obvious, but you also have to be like, okay, it's there and it's obvious, but what can I think on that is joyful? What can I think on that is peaceful? Maybe it's listening to your favorite worship music. Maybe it's playing your favorite comfort TV show. Maybe it's snuggling with, you know, your cat or your dog or whatever. Doing something that switches that focus from the overwhelming to the to the, the to the joy and to the peace. You know, so sometimes that's what I'd have to do. I'd have to listen to my favorite worship music or I'd have to put on a podcast or I'd have to watch, you know, my favorite comfort Netflix show. And just realize that even if I don't feel it right now, good things can still come from the crap. And if you don't, if you, and and sometimes I'd be like, I don't want good things to come from the crap. I just want the crap not to be there. And that's okay too. And that's such a process. And, you know, it's really protecting your mental health because that can be overwhelming. And that emotion and that desire to, I just want it. I don't want to have to deal with this stuff. And I don't get, you know, if you're listening to this and you have health issues, I don't know why we have them. I don't understand why we're having to go through this, but I know that 
good can still come from it. And even if it doesn't feel like that in the moment, even if it takes years to see that come come to pass, good can still come from it. I know for me personally, I became friends with my nurse. Shout out to you, Bailey. And that was such a blessing. I would have never thought that I could have a friend that was so dear to me that, you know, there's an age difference and she's my nurse and she's very professional and she's amazing at what she does, but we're still friends. And I feel like this season of my life, like God knew that that's what I needed. And I've been able to do Bible studies with her and she's been able to come to my house and do Bible studies. And it's been such a beautiful and amazing thing. And while I don't technically get to go out and do all these crazy things with my friends like I thought I would, I get to see a friend every week when I go and get infusions. And that took like years for it to come and and actually happen. But now at 20, having, you know, a friend who's a nurse who I look forward to seeing every week and I get excited to see every week, that's something where if you asked me at 17, like what good can come from it, I would have been like absolutely nothing. But now I can be like, well, I have a friend that I never would have got to have otherwise if it weren't for my help. And so just putting it in that perspective really helps me. Like if you're going through something right now and you don't see how that particular aspect could be good, you know, year a, a year or two, things can change so much. So always just be prepared for good to come through it. And if you're going through crap right now, acknowledge the crap and realize that it does suck, but also protect your mental health and think on things as often as you can, because I know how hard and overwhelming it can be to think on things that are positive when you are in a crappy situation, but constantly switch your thinking to, to protect your mental health and to guard it. So that way you can have peace and joy. You know, in this episode, it's all about mental health and finding peace and joy. In order to protect your mental health, you have to realize that it is some situations and things going on in your life right now, they do suck. And you have to acknowledge that. But you can also acknowledge that while constantly going, you know what, I may not feel it, but I know my mental health is important. So we're going to think about all the good things that we can. And so sometimes it's as simple as like naming all the things that you're grateful for like your favorite spoon or soft pajamas or like reciting your Bible verses that give you peace or like singing your favorite song in your head or humming it or whatever it is, just switching your focus is such a huge thing. And that's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to always be easy, but it's one of those things, as much as you can do it, the more it becomes a habit and the more the crap can is less likely to be as overwhelming. So that's just my perspective. It's hopefully you learned something. And this is still so new to me and it's so nerve wracking talking on a podcast because I don't know how you guys are going to think about it. And it's, it's exciting and it's scary all at once. But before we finish, as we're wrapping up, Maya, gonna, I'm going to do my shout outs, which is something I will be doing every episode where I give a shout out to something that meant something special to me in this episode. So I'd like to give a shout out to my sloth pajamas. 
which are a pretty blue and they have sloths on them and they just make me happy and they're very comfortable. So I'd like to give a shout out to my sloth pajamas in this episode. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If it was encouraging or helpful, share it with a friend or family member so we can continue to raise awareness for chronic illness and health issues. If you're on Instagram, head over to my Instagram page, Be Positive. I love to know what your favorite part of today's podcast was, and I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening.